Hello, hello, and welcome to another Day in the Life of Zoe episode. Um, on this week's episode, I wanted to go ahead and talk about mental health and how that piece contributes to our overall well-being. Um, you know, I've, I think I've mentioned in previous episodes, you know, just how influential um, mental health services have been for me in the last year and I really just kind of wanted to take a moment and just kind of highlight what my journey was for that particular piece of it Um, and you know what has led me to um, go back to using some of these services I've I've been in therapy in the past um, and found it very valuable and then of course you kind of go through phases where you don't need it Um, and then you know 2020 hit pandemic hit and the toll and weight of just the constant mental burden of worrying about protecting and taking care of, you know, the family and everyone around us really took its toll on my mental health, on my overall well-being. I was consumed by stress. I was a ball of anxiety. And it was just really, really like overwhelmingly evident that I was not doing well. Um, I had coworkers and friends that, you know, definitely noticed a change in my mood, my behavior, and, you know, were concerned for me, but obviously I was still put together. I was still performing, you know, my job. I was still doing what I needed to do and still kind of holding on to positivity, you know, thanks to, you know, my 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 church and, and our pastor and his wonderful, you know, positive, encouraging words that just consistently uplift you, you know, week after week. But there just came a point where like even, you know, having faith and holding on to that hope just really just everything just lingered out. And, you know, summer 2021 hits and it was just like I could not handle anymore. I was maxed out emotionally, mentally, physically, like I was just done. Um, I was in a bad mood. I was easily triggered. Everything was upsetting. Like the highs felt really high and the lows felt really low. My moods were all over the place. And, you know, I have what's called, um, employee, employee, like assistance services for my job. And they'd been, like, really advocating, you know, like, you guys, we have, you know, we have the hotline, you guys can call, you'll be connected to the therapist, like, you know, and I called the hotline a couple times, just, like, frantically in tears, like, sitting in my car, just crying my eyes out, and it just, it, like, I felt like I was having, like, an out-of-body experience, like, I did not recognize myself, my moods, my emotions, I did not recognize you know, my thoughts, um, I really, really felt like just a foreign person in my own body and mind. And, you know, I, I called the the hotline a couple of times, you know, and, and spoke with a couple of people. And then one of them mentioned I was, I can't even think of the term right now. It'll come to me, but she mentioned a term and it like, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I feel this is exactly what it is. I was, um, it was like hyper, 
not hypersensitive, but it was like hyper something. Like I was just like, I'd been just overprotective on everyone and everything since 2020. It'd been a year and a half at that point that I'd been running, you know, on fumes with just the freaking pandemic. Just everything changed. It flipped my entire life upside down and all of my routines were no longer in place. It just, everything was just a whirlwind of change. And it's just been like nonstop, go, 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 nonstop, you know, protect, watch, be hyper vigilant was the word. There it is. I told you it would come to me. And when she said it, I just, I felt so seen. Like I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is, this is what I've been feeling. This is how I've been living. And, you know, from that point, I did decide to, um, to go into regular therapy. So I was seeing a therapist weekly and, you know, it was helping to some extent. I'm not going to lie. Um, some of the things were relieved and felt better and other things continued to progress downward and came, uh, the holiday season in 2021. And I was just maxed out like I I was still not doing well and I called my primary doctor and I chatted with her and I said look I'm not doing well at that point she had already put me on blood pressure meds because my blood pressure was continuously through the roof and you know I said I'm not I really am not doing well and I really think I need to take some time off work and really figure this out and sort things out and you know she agreed to do so and simultaneously also put me on some medication. So I said, fine, we'll, we'll give myself some time, let the meds, you know, hopefully kick in and, and help, and we'll see how I feel. And then on top of that, then I had to, for work requirements to take leave, I had to meet with a psychiatrist. And, you know, I <laughs> the psychiatrist that I met is absolutely wonderful. She's fantastic. Um, you know, and you go through these motions and it's it's almost like you it's a piece of you that you never really discuss with people so you don't really tell people like oh you know this is what i'm doing and this is what's happening like i'm not going around advertising this okay i was in the worst depression stress anxiety driven phase of my life not even after i miscarried that i feel this terrible like it I I knew that I was depressed after I miscarried like it was clearly evident and it took me months to recover but this was this was different this was I I did not see light at the end of the tunnel I did not see positivity at the end of the day and you know for somebody that's coming you know from a background of faith and you know being a faith leader and I was just I was literally holding on by a thread and you know, my, the, the therapist that I decided to connect with is someone who's also, you know, very faith driven. And, you know, we had a lot of conversations around that and just, you know, she's been delightful in providing me tips and tools to contain and maintain mindfulness to try and do things, you know, with my girls, for my girls, for myself, um, that just helped to kind of balance me back out. And it's been at this point almost a year 
that I've been going to therapy and it's been about six months that I've been on um, medications and under psychiatric care. Um, the, the psychiatrist I don't see regularly. I've seen her a few times, you know, every couple months just to kind of see how I'm feeling. And I really just want to talk about the stigma that there is around mental health. And I'm going to tell you this because I felt, you know, I had a friend who was out just before I left also due to like high levels of stress and anxiety. Um, I had another friend that had been out, you know, having panic attacks. And I really want to talk about the number of just that COVID and the pandemic did on people. And I really don't think that people grasp the magnitude of the impact on mental health that COVID had. Because for some people, yeah, you know, I have a family of four. So it's myself, my husband, and our two girls. So the pandemic meant I was enclosed at home with people. Not the same people that I would normally see on a 40-hour basis. But, you know, my kids, my husband, um, he was still leaving the house to go to work. I was working remotely from home, which was a fantastic blessing you know, at first it, it, it was delightful to be able to be home with my girls and keep everybody safe and just know that we weren't coming and going, coming and going. We were just staying put at home. Um, but little by little, it started to kind of wear off and the effect that it was having on my mental health was becoming more and more evident with every passing day. Um, I'm a person that thrives on social interaction to some extent. Don't get me wrong, I will jokingly say that I hate people I don't. I love people. I love working with people. Um, and my favorite part about my job was the people that I worked with. And I went from seeing them every day to not, to being connected by a computer. And that, to me, was very devastating. I went from seeing my mom every single day to not seeing my mom for months at the beginning of the pandemic. And all of these things just like were completely detrimental to the balance and well-being of my mental health. And I know that I can't possibly be the only one because I know that I've talked to countless people that are like, yeah, man, like I was not doing well during the pandemic. And when they say that, they're, they're talking about their overall mental health and overall well-being. People were not caring for themselves, were not taking care of their hygiene, their personal care. They weren't you know, they weren't connecting, they weren't socializing in any way. And that is just detrimental to a person. It's detrimental to a human being. Like it's just, it's foreign. It's not what we do. We tend to congregate and gather. And, you know, the pandemic turned all of that on its head. So, you know, here I am a year later and, you know, where I was a year ago to where I am today is like night and day. Am I, do I feel like I'm at 100%, you know, back to myself? No, but I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close, um, you know, and I know that there's certain things that sometimes are triggers for me that, you know, just send me off the deep end and just not help me go in the right direction. And when I identify that, you know, my husband has learned to kind of see the, the the warning signs if you will of me being like overwhelmed you know I'm I'm touched out you know being pulled and grabbed on I'm done you know 
people trying to sit on me or touch me or, you know, hug me at will. Like, and this doesn't mean, <laughs> I got to preface it here uh, or correct it here, but um, it doesn't mean that I don't hug my kids or embrace my kids. I, I am 100% a very affectionate mother, but I don't know if you've ever felt this, but there's a difference between you embracing and loving on your kids than you as a person being tugged on, pulled on, pushed on, and being treated like a piece of furniture. Um, and my youngest tends to do that on some days, and I am like, my body is physically exhausted from her climbing all over me, and my mind and emotions are exhausted from trying not to freaking throw her across the room. Um, because, you know, she's just trying to get her love in and I just feel like I'm a piece of furniture. Um, so in those moments, he has, you know, been ever so graceful to identify when I need a moment. Um, and, you know, he allows me to take that moment. I'm still working on effectively taking those moments for myself. Um, on a consistent basis, which is why I don't feel that I'm at a hundred percent yet because I'm not consistent about it. And that's my own fault because I fall into mom guilt and then you just fall back into the vicious circle, you know, vicious circle of feeling guilty for doing the things that you need in order for you to feel better. So round and round we go. And I know that this is not just for moms. I know that it can happen to anyone. It can happen to parents, it can happen to kids, it can happen to young people, you know, that are single and, and not with kids, um, but it's just, it's like a vicious cycle. You need to do things for self-care, you do them for a while, you lean down on them, or you feel guilty that you're doing them over, you know, other things that you should be doing, and, you know, you end up back in the circle, round and round we go. And that's fine. That's the piece that I know I have to continue working on. And it's a piece that I continue to talk about and try to figure out, you know, where I can, you know, weave it into my life. And it's not a matter of lack of timing because honestly, we make time to watch crap loads of TV or whatever the hell we want to do. But it is just a matter of, of consistently being able to put that into your routine, put it into your calendar, put it into your timing, um, and making it work. And that's, you know, that's just kind of part of life and part of figuring it out. And that's what I continuously work on. Um, and you know, the, the mindfulness activities and mindfulness, you know, things that I, that I try to keep and, and maintain, you know, like my girls love going outside and I'm allergic to the outdoors, like, literally 90% of the time um, in New England. But, you know, it's summer. It's beautiful. My kids love going outside. So I suck it up, take an allergy pill, go outside, hang out for a while. And honestly, the the cool breeze, you know, the nice breeze, the wind rustling through the leaves, the sunshine on my face feels so good. And it's just so wonderful that even though... It's taking some physical exertion for me to play outside and do the things that they want. I'm also receiving things that I need. You know, I'm, I'm receiving that fresh air in my lungs. I'm receiving the sunlight on my face. And I'm enjoying quality time with my kids. And, you know, it's all about balancing it out and figuring it out day to day. And 
you know, I really think that we need to lose the stigma around talking and having conversations, open, honest conversations about mental health. Um, recently, I had a friend and old co-worker that passed away and she was my age and you know for as long as I knew her she struggled with mental health and depression and all of these things that you know were were stigma conversations I mean thankfully in the group of friends that I have many of them have suffered or continue to you know battle with um different layers of, you know, mental health, um, and emotional, you know, disorders, you know, stress, anxiety, depression, and all of these things. And, um, I am blessed that, you know, all of them have very bold, brave conversations. And thanks to those conversations that I've heard, you know, over the course of our friendship, I was able to kind of pull, you know, pull myself together and navigate through some of these things that I'd been going through where I wasn't ready to have the conversation. And I probably, you know, at this point, I, I, I've had the conversation with some, to some extent, I don't think anyone truly knows how bad it was really getting for me. But it was thanks to those brave and bold conversations that we've had over the course of our friendships that I was able to kind of gather enough of my strength to get the help that I needed, get the resources that I needed and not feel like it was shameful or, um, you know, any cause of embarrassment, um, or shame for myself to seek the help that I needed. And, you know, if you're out there listening and you're going through things right now, stress, anxiety, if you feel, you know, maybe you're depressed, um, definitely reach out for help, okay? There are so many free services, you know, if if you work, your company might offer employee, you know, assistance services um, that are completely free. My job offers 12 free therapy sessions, and every time you change the topic, they give you 12 free more. Um, you know, they offer that. My husband's job does the same. They offer some employee assistance things. Um, his previous job did the same. Um, you know, if you are, you know, under your parents' insurance and your parents work for a company that has these benefits, you get them too. Um, you can call for yourself and use those benefits and that's totally acceptable and within the guidelines of, you know, the benefit coverage, um, for employees because my wellness and my family's wellness is equally necessary and essential. And, you know, I hope that if you are going through something that you want, seek out the help that you need from a medical professional. If you're not sure where to go or how to get it, um, I would start with your primary care provider. Um, my primary care doctor was essential in my getting to the psychiatrist and my getting, um, you know, medications and continued treatment during the course of my leave and continued. Um, before and after because she was already working on like my other physical symptoms such as my high blood pressure um, you know to help provide the relief and support necessary to get some of these resources to get some of the appointments um, so I would definitely start there uh, if you work for a company that provides employee assistance services they can help you 
connect to a therapist either through their own hotline or to find someone locally that can assist you. Um, and, you know, resort to family and friends, you know, find somebody that you trust, somebody that you know that you will be in a safe space with and speak out, reach out, you know, speak up. Don't let it consume you. Don't be in there alone. Let somebody be there with you. Let there be people to be there with you, for you, with you, alongside you. Um, and, you know, the moment that you do, people understand. Like, in my friend circle, all of my friends understood that I I wasn't in a place where I could talk. Um, I wasn't in a place that I wanted to talk or that I wanted to verbalize any of the things that I was feeling. And, you know, I had... You know, I had a beautiful friend send me a bracelet and lipstick. She sent me a crown. She sent me all kinds of things um, in the mail just to tell me, you know, she was thinking of me. She was with me. And if I needed to reach out, she was more than willing to lend an ear and to be there. Um, and, you know, I, I pray that you have at least one person, whether it's family or friends, to be that kind of person there for you, where they're that silent force behind you that will hold your hand, wipe your tears, send you a crown, send you a red lipstick, and just be there. Send their love and support and know that they're with you, even if you're not ready to talk, even if you're not ready to share, even if you're not ready to see anybody. Um, you know, and I hope that, you know, as a, as a nation, we learn to recognize when there are mental health concerns, when there is emotional um, distress, and we can provide a safe environment for people to speak up without feeling like they are going to be held to a stigma of, oh, you have depression or you have anxiety, there's something wrong. No, there's nothing wrong with me, but I am currently battling these things and I could really use the support of you know the people around me you know and I think that when people feel seen and heard it provides them a safe space to work through it and to be able to find the light at the end of the tunnel so I hope that you have at least one person. I pray that you have many, but I hope you have at least one that can provide you that love and kindness and safe space so that they can help you and navigate through to find your light at the end of the tunnel because there will be a better tomorrow. It will happen. And, you know, when we look back, we'll see it as a growth experience, an experience that has taught us many lessons but has also taught us how strong we are because we've come back from that. So, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. I certainly appreciate you. Blessings. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Until next time. Bye-bye.